0: Welcome to the Crystal Sparks podcast. We are so glad you are here. Our one goal of this podcast is to grow your faith and help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now here is Crystal Sparks. so important that the disciples could have asked Jesus how to do anything. And the one thing that they asked him in Luke chapter 11 was, Lord, teach us to pray. And so I'm going to unpack three things to you in this video that I believe that we can see out of the Lord's prayer. And I think it's really going to inspire you and help you see the Lord's prayer in a different way than you've ever seen it before. The first thing is, is that God's will is heaven on earth. Um, In Luke 11, It says that, and he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father who is in heaven, how be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. See, that line right there, he says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So here's the thing. People question all the time, what is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my business, for our world, for everything? What we can know is that God's will for the earth is whatever's happening in heaven. So in us looking at heaven, we can know what God wants on earth. The Bible tells us that there's no sickness in heaven. There's no sadness in heaven. That the streets are paved with gold and back to Genesis chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 when God created a man it says that he stuck him in the land with gold pearl and onyx so if God didn't care about money and he didn't care about our finances, then why was he paving streets with gold and why when he created Adam, he put him in a place with gold, pearl and onyx. The reason why is because he put him in a place that looked like where he lived. And so it looked like where God lived. And so in our own lives, we can know that whatever is happening in heaven, that's God's will here on earth. The Bible tells us there's no sickness in heaven, that we're all and. Unle- there's no unforgiveness. There's no um, hostility. There's no wars. So the truth is, is that's God's will here as well. So any area of lack in your life is under the influence of the enemy and not under the influence of heaven. Because God's will is for you to walk in abundance in every single area. And whenever, uh, and we see this all throughout Scripture, because in building the tabernacle, it, God uh, had the people give so much money. that that they had to tell them to stop giving because what they had given was enough. Think about Jesus at his birth. The most commentaries would tell you that the Magi, when they brought the gifts to him, that the worth of all those gifts was enough to last Jesus the rest of his life. Jesus and his mother for the rest of their life. Just in those gifts given. What is what is that telling us? Is that God's will is for abundance. And think about Job. Whenever the enemy began to attack. Job, the first thing that the enemy did was attack Job's finances. So whenever we see that, We can say that God's will for our life is whatever it looks like on heaven, that's what he wants it to be here on earth. So you can have confidence whenever you're praying for anything that you know is seen in the heavenly realm, you can be confident that that is God's will here on earth. The second thing I want you to get out of the Lord's Prayer is Jesus opens it up like this our Father. Now, I want you to realize that nowhere in the Old Testament did the people ever call God their Father. For the first time ever, Jesus is telling not just that He approaches God as Father, which wouldn't make sense, right? Because He's the Son of God. But He's letting them know, you can approach Him as your Father. Whenever we see God, I want you to know that He wants him. To, he wants you to see Him as your Father. Jesus came that He might restore relationship between us and God. He doesn't want us to see God as this higher being that we could never never ever talk to or never approach, and just being honest that's the reason why a lot of people don't spend time in prayer is because they see God as this far distant person that there's no way they could ever come to him and the truth is is that God wants to be seen as a loving father I'll never forget um Braylee my daughter we were going through a time with her and she was in that stage where she was just testing our patience on everything you guys know what I'm talking about and that our parents and we had to get her in trouble for something that she had done. And later on the afternoon, I told her, I said, hey, Braylee, let's go grab some ice cream. And she said, Mom, I don't deserve ice cream. And I said, yes, you do. And she goes, I was bad. And, and I, I talked back and forth with her. And then with big tears running down her cheeks, she said, Mom, do you still love me? And I began to realize this is exactly how we are with God. Jesus is in that opening statement of our Father, He's letting the people know that God came ultimately for us to be in relationship with Him. That He loves us without restraint. In Romans 8, it says that He there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. See, a lot of times we don't receive from God because not because we aren't will he isn't willing, but because we feel undeserving it's because we're not coming to him in the relationship that we have we're coming to him feeling undeserving and because we feel undeserving we don't pray bold prayers the third thing I want you to get out of the the prayer the Lord's Prayer is that you have everything that you need for today you have everything you need for today he says Lord give us this day our daily bread And to understand this fully, you need to know that in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us that they were fed by manna each day. But the one thing about them being fed with manna each day was that they could only collect enough for that day. So there was people who in their worry and in their stress, the Bible tells us that they hoarded up more than what they could have for the day. And in the morning they would wake up and they would open their sack and it would be filled with worms and totally destroyed. And I began to think about that. That's exactly what worry and anxiety does. It tries to hoard up for tomorrow tomorrow with today's provision. And God never wanted us to live that way. I heard a statistic recently that said 85% of what we worry about never happens. I would probably like to say that that's probably a whole lot higher than 85% because our minds are constantly going. See, part of God's will for our life is that we have everything we need to provide for us, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, every 24 hours. Every 24 hours, it's like it's on auto ship, that God has a fresh uh, dose of his provision, of his joy, of his strength to get you through today. Oftentimes, when we start feeling worried and overwhelmed, it's usually because we start letting our minds wonder about things that are weeks ahead or maybe even months ahead. The Bible tells us to cast our cares on him for he cares for us. And now we can cast our cares. The Bible doesn't say that he's going to take them from us, but we do have the choice in casting them to him. And now once we cast them to him, he's faithful to take it, but he's not going to come take something away from you that you're not giving. So usually what I ask myself, if I start getting in worry or overwhelm, the first thing I ask myself is this, is there anything I can do today to change it? Is there anything I can do today to change it? You know, I had a speaking event recently and, um, my flight, I was flying in and I had plenty of time. I had booked the flight with plenty of time to be able to get off the airplane, drive over to the event, even have time for lunch, right? And so when I was sitting in the airport, they let us know that we our plane got delayed. Well, the first delay was no big deal. It was just 15 minutes. So I was like, it's fine. It's just 15 minutes. Well, then it got 30 minutes more, 45 minutes more, an hour more. And oh my goodness, by the time they finally got us on the plane, I was like, it's it's fine like we're still gonna be fine and then the pilot comes over the speaker and he says we're gonna be sitting on the on the takeoff the tarmac for 45 minutes before we're going to be cleared for takeoff because there's so much congestion here at the airport. And here's the thing is I had this thought hit my mind and thoughts of worry and anxiety. I'm supposed to speak at this event. What am I going to do? And I thought to myself, is there anything I can do today to change it? I'm not a pilot. I don't have another fly uh, airplane. I can't fly. You know, I'm not that I'm not a superhero. So, all I can do is sit here on the plane and just choose to not worry about it. You know, I showed up right on time for the event and everything turned out just fine. God took care of it all. And here's the thing, is that if I would have let myself get into worry and to overwhelm, then I wouldn't have been able to stand up and begin to speak God's word boldly. Why? Because I would have been so burdened by worry and anxiety and it wasn't going to change anything. It wouldn't make the plane take off any faster and it wouldn't make us get there any quicker. And the same is true for you. When you start feeling that overwhelm, ask yourself, is there anything I can do to change it? Because part of God's promise for my life is that I have everything I need for today. The second question that I ask myself is why am I not trusting God in this area? Worry, anxiety, and stress show where you begin to trust yourself as being the provider for your life. I love that Jesus here, he says, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. He doesn't say, let us make our own bread. He doesn't say, let us go find our own bread. He doesn't say, Lord, help us figure out a way to get more bread. He says, God, give us. So in our lives, when we are living the way that God's called us to live, our heads are always upward. We're knowing where our source is. And anytime I start feeling stressed and overwhelmed, it's because I'm in the kitchen trying to make something that God never told me to make. I'm trying to provide for myself instead of trusting God to provide for me. So, hey, did you get something out of that? I hope you see the Lord's Prayer a little bit different. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about one area, rather, that is hindering our prayer life. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So you want to be sure, be subscribed. Hey, if you haven't done so already, you want to be sure, be subscribed to my emails by texting the keyword Wednesday to 33733. Follow the prompts and down below, I'll have a link for you to be able to just click it that way for all my people who are watching internationally. So hey, with all that said, let's begin to pray. Big prayers that get results, and let's do something awesome for God this week. Thank you so much for listening to today's content. If you would like to further connect with Crystal, text the keyword CRYSTAL to 33733 and follow the prompts. We are so thankful you are a part of our community. Let's do something awesome for God this week.